This is Marathon Training Academy, episode 314. This podcast is brought to you by Athletic Greens, the ultimate daily all-in-one health drink with 75 proven vitamins, minerals, and whole foods sourced ingredients. That makes it easier for you to get comprehensive nutrition without the need for multiple pills, powders, or complex routines. Just go to athleticgreens.com forward slash MTA and you can get a special offer of 20 free travel packs with your first purchase. That's athleticgreens.com forward slash MTA. Welcome to the Marathon Training Academy podcast, where we empower and inspire you to run a marathon and change your life. I'm Trevor. And I'm Angie. In this episode, we discuss how to stay motivated when your race is canceled or postponed. Plus, we'll tell you about a virtual race that we're hosting this spring called the Social Distancing Distance Run. Really rolls off the tongue. (laughs) And of course, you can get more info about how to take your running to the next level inside the academy. You can train with us in our awesome online community. Keep you motivated in season and out of season. Learn more about that when you visit MarathonTrainingAcademy.com. So Angie, lots to talk about. Feels like the whole world is falling apart. Yeah, I was just thinking like the beginning of this week for us in the U.S. was the springtime change. So our bodies are already a little bit off. The next day was a full moon. And then... Yesterday was Friday the 13th. Things have been evolving with the COVID-19 virus. We get word that our kids are going to be home from school for at least two weeks. So yeah, and people's races are being canceled and postponed. So it's been a lot. I was supposed to run the Jerusalem Marathon. Mentioned this on the last episode. That was nixed. And then today, Angie, you just found out what? Well, I had planned a cruise for my sister's 40th birthday. So my two sisters and I were going to escape the children and husbands and set sail and relax for a whole week. And of course, that was canceled, understandably. I thought it was probably inevitable, but still, there was a lot of disappointment. I didn't really realize how much I was looking forward to that. So, you know, we understand we're in the same boat with everyone who is processing all of this and trying to stay safe and anxiety-free. Yeah, we hope that this episode will kind of give you a encouraging word. And we're going to talk about how to stay motivated and encouraged in your running, even if your race was canceled. So we'll uh, try to give you some positive energy. But before we do that, one more quick rant. Um, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I just want to say, I'm sure everyone's thinking this, like, what is going on with 2020? Remember at, at New Year's, we're like, this is going to be the best year ever, new decade. <laughs> And then, boom, we've got, like, raging fires in Australia and now coronavirus. What is going on with this year? I don't know. But I do know that as runners, we can be strong and resilient. And even though, you know, I've kind of been struggling this week, like everyone, my sister Autumn and I went out for a 16-miler this morning. We went to a nearby rail trail. And it felt really good just to get out in the fresh air and kind of run off some of the stress and anxiety and be out there doing what we love to do. Sounds awesome. Let's give some shout outs to other people doing what they love out there getting the miles in. That's right. We'd like to say congratulations to MTA coach Henry. He just finished fifth overall at the Belmonte 50K, and he was 45 minutes faster than the same race three years ago. So he's getting older and faster and wiser. And of course, we think he's an awesome coach. So congrats to him. 
That's right. Newest coach on the team. And interesting story with him because he actually started out as one of your clients way back in the day. And you helped him train for a BQ. And then he just became a running machine, running all kinds of ultras now and went and got his coaching certification and some experience now as a coach. So we brought him on our team. Yeah, it's really exciting to just see how he's developed as a runner and to be part of his journey. We got this note from Will. He says, hey, Angie and Trevor, I've been listening to the podcast for about two years now. I just wanted to say that your podcast have given me the strength and motivation to complete my second marathon. My first marathon was back in 1997 in Disney World when I was still in high school and only 18 years old. I did a finish time of three hours and 58 minutes, even though I was severely undertrained and nearly collapsed at the finish line. I assumed I would never run a marathon again. After high school, I got away from running for many years, but then in 2011, my oldest daughter tried out for the cross-country team. From that point on, the excitement of watching her compete in cross-country seemed to relight my fire to start running again. So I started training and lost about 20 pounds, and in August of 2019, I registered for the Rock and Roll New Orleans Marathon as a St. Jude hero. During all of my training since 2018, your podcast has helped me stay motivated. My goal was that I wanted to finish the entire marathon without walking. Well, in February, I reached my goal of finishing my second marathon without walking with a time of four hours and 28 minutes. I'm still feeling the runner's high and looking for my next race. My weight and speed may not be the same as when I was 18 years old, but I feel more proud of my recent race. It feels good. Thanks to you both in the podcast, the great words of wisdom and the small tidbits of information, my motivation has boosted my confidence that I could keep going. Awesome. Well, thank you for that nice note, Will, and congrats on getting through the whole marathon without walking. That's a neat goal to work on because, you know, who doesn't like to take walk breaks? I certainly do. (laughs) That's right. So finishing in 428.37, it's a great time and keep up the good work. This note comes from Whitney in the Academy. She says, today I became a marathoner at the Chattanooga Marathon. Thank you. I couldn't have done it without MTA. I must tell you that several people on the course that I came across asked what marathon this was for me. And when I told them it was my first, they couldn't believe how much I was smiling and how strong I was running. I followed the beginner marathon plan and it got me to the start line strong and confident. I felt amazing the whole time and smiled from start to finish. It was an amazing day and I loved every minute. Thank you for all you do. I have to add that Whitney posted a bunch of pictures of various jumping poses during the marathon. So she was not lying that she had plenty of energy and strength. Yeah, she had this huge smile on her face. It was, it's an awesome photo. (laughs) That's right. Chad says, massive shout out to MTA coach Lynn. I just PR'd the LA marathon by 37 minutes and I could never have done it without her. That's awesome. Well, you know, it's almost a miracle that the LA marathon still happened in light of all these cancellations. Right, exactly. Yeah, it was it was definitely a huge marathon. And I know if it would have been any later, it wouldn't have happened. So I'm sure the people who were able to run it were, were very thankful it didn't get canceled. Well, we actually had another topic planned for this episode. We've, we had an interview in the works, but so many people have been messaging us asking for something like this that addresses what to do when your race got canceled and you just feel totally bummed. So we decided we'd put something together about how to stay motivated if your race was canceled or postponed. So let's go ahead and jump into it right now.
So by now, Angie, it might be safe to say like that every marathon that I've ever heard of uh, has been canceled. I would say pretty much every race that has more than 200 people. There's a few holdouts out there, smaller trail races, uh, things like that. I'd be surprised, really surprised, if the Barkley Marathon got canceled. Right. Well, it's like in the middle of the woods. I think social distancing, <laughs> you know, you could be a mile from the next competitor at all times. Yes. So, but yeah, it's definitely felt like the races have been falling like dominoes this week. We learned that the Boston Marathon will be moving to mid-September. London will be in early October. And of course, given the seriousness of the COVID-19 virus and just so many unknown factors, it's really important to take these safety precautions precautions, even though it's very disappointing. And even if you're a healthy person and don't show symptoms, you may unwittingly pass on the virus to someone who's vulnerable. So social distancing, avoiding large gatherings can really help flatten that curve of infection rates. I don't know if it's said enough, but just huge shout out to medical professionals right now, doctors, nurses, scientists, people that work in the labs, just everybody. You know, Angie, you're a nurse. It's been a long time since you've worked in the hospital, but you know how stressful it could be. I can't imagine what it's like in some of those countries like Italy right now where the systems are just um, stressed to the max. Yeah, it's got to be very, very difficult. I'm sure medical professionals are feeling worn down and just doing the best they can, but it's got to be incredibly stressful. So yeah, just a shout out to, you know, people who really keep our society going. You know, we take them for granted most of the time, but such an important part of keeping us healthy and preventing things from getting worse. Even though we're disappointed to have our races get canceled, you know, I was supposed to run the Jerusalem Marathon uh, next week. I'm supposed to be leaving today. You realize that, Angie? I do. <laughs> I know. We do understand the need to do this. Some of you have probably seen this infographic going around, this hill of instances of coronavirus. And then when there's quarantines and cancellations and social distancing put in place, that hill like shrinks way down to a manageable level. I called it a hill, but it's, it's a curve. So we're, we're talking about flattening the curve. It's an interesting chart and it kind of makes you realize like, all right, well, there's wisdom behind canceling these races. Right. Because you don't want to overwhelm the healthcare system when it gets to a certain point, you know, just playing catch up is really hard. So it decreases the rates of infection and protects people who do have delicate immune systems or who are are more in those vulnerable age groups. I've been getting emails from races that are like all the way in November telling us we haven't canceled yet. We're monitoring the situation. <laughs> I know. I've, well, I've been getting emails from like every company, every company I've ever done business with, I think with their response to the virus, which, you know, is, is proactive. And I'm sure it's, it comes from a very helpful place on their part. But I'm like, OK, this is a makeup company. So I'm glad they have safety precautions. I'm glad their supply chain is, is strong. But OK, this is weird. <laughs> so let's get into it. In light of what we see happening, Angie, what are some ways in which we can stay motivated? Because I know there's so many of our listeners that are type A and they put so much work and money into getting to Boston or London or whatever marathon they're training for. And then poof, it's canceled. Yeah, I'm going to read part of an article that was posted um, in Podium Runner website by Dr. Justin Ross, and I really just can't say it better than him. I'll read part of the article that I thought was very helpful. Dr. Ross says, quote, anxiety thrives when certain conditions are met. 
a notion we find true in both sport and in life. One of the following alone can trigger an anxiety reaction, and as factors merge together, you can expect anxiety to grow accordingly. So here are these three factors. The first one is uncertainty. When we are not clear of what may occur, we're likely going to start speculating about possible outcomes. Speculating can begin the process of anxiety. The unpredictability leads us to further our speculation by examining a wide range of options. Each option creates sub-options, and soon we find ourselves engaged in mental gymnastics, weighing a number of different possible scenarios. So I'm sure a lot of our listeners have felt that uncertainty and have kind of that mental gymnastics, like that your monkey mind is like going crazy. Well, what if this happens? Well, maybe I should do this. Well, what if that doesn't go through? Maybe I should do this. You know, there's just a lot of uncertainty and that can lead to anxiety and stress. The second factor is lack of control. He says, when we feel like we don't have options for managing or controlling the outcome, we often spiral. Not feeling as though we have control can be a major tipping point for anxiety. This response can be bad enough during the week or two leading up to an important race in normal conditions. When we become overly focused on the weather forecast or how a minor injury is recovering. In the case of this virus, we may start looking for control in many different ways. He goes on to say, the third thing is threat to something of value. We will only experience anxiety when something we value is being threatened or is perceived to be threatened. In many ways, anxiety serves an adaptive, healthy response to protect what is important. We value our events, having spent months training and preparation. And when our moment to execute on race day becomes threatened, it can feel as an impersonal affront to all our efforts and sacrifices, not to mention our identities. So I thought that was just a really good summary of why races matter so much to us and how it's normal to feel anxious and upset about races being canceled or postponed, because it really does go to the core of our identity and uncertainty and lack of control and all those things that are important to us. It's like having the rug pulled from out from under you. All of your mind was geared toward running a certain race and you'd plan for it and you'd train for it. Some and of you paid right, for it. <laughs> yeah, and paid. Uh, you've already done like your longest runs. I mean, you got your marathon fitness build up. Now what are you going to do? Exactly. It's not like your training has been in vain. Look at the great shape that you're in now, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's one of the positive things we can glean from this. All right. So Angie's going to give us some practical things that we can do to cope with the fact that our races are getting canceled. Yeah, the first one is going to seem really obvious, but I think it's important to take the time to be disappointed. We all know that races are not life and death matter. They're not of vital importance, but it's still something that are important to us that we've been planning and preparing for. And to be in the midst of uncertainty is stressful. And so it's normal to grieve the loss of something that you were looking forward to. I mean, to add to the loss of the races, there's often the added stress of canceling flights and travel arrangements, trying to get refunds, um, trying to figure out if you can actually get time off when your race has been rescheduled, figuring out what your training is supposed to look like right now. It's just a big process. So in the midst of this, it's okay to be disappointed. It's normal to be disappointed. But we also need to remember to be kind. Because I can't imagine how difficult this has to be for race directors who have poured countless months into planning for a race and then have to face the whole difficult decision and then go through cancellations and just deal with all that must entail. You know, so I think all of us can find some compassion for the people who the race means the most to, and that is the race directors. Plus, it's a huge loss of revenue to the city. 
yeah, many, many millions of dollars in many cases. Yeah, a lot of people's livelihoods are affected um, during this time, and, and it's got to be very stressful for everyone involved. So after you've taken the time to process your disappointment, I think it's important to remember your why. And we talk about this a lot, so I won't go into detail here. In fact, we just touched on this subject on our 10th anniversary episode. But it's important to think of reasons why you run other than the races and the medals. Um, Someone posed the question on social media this week, would you still run if there were no races? And it's kind of an interesting question because I think all of us, if we dug deep enough, would say, yes, we would still run even if we could never run another race again. There's a lot of levels to why we run. So I want you to think about the ways that running has impacted your life in meaningful ways outside of the whole race experience. Someone posted in our group asking for motivation because their spring race was canceled. And so Kim posted this. I thought it was really good. She says, I think this is mostly a question of why you're doing a spring race in the first place. The race is motivation, but you choose to do it for your own reasons, a commitment to health and fitness, personal well-being, mental health, etc. All those reasons are more important than the actual event in the long run. Plus, if you keep up your training, you'll be ready for the next opportunity for a race. I like what Yali said. She says, I keep telling myself that the training is what helps me stay strong, not the race itself. The race is a celebration of all the hard work, but that doesn't mean I can't celebrate in other ways. And Aaron commented, he says, remember you run for you. You've been training hard and are in great shape. So run to maintain and improve more so you can crush it when you finally get to run a race. So I agree, Angie, with everything you're saying. You know, running has its own intrinsic value, but the landscape just looks so different, though, without all these wonderful races to go do. It is important for keeping some people motivated, like myself. I know to keep myself going, a lot of times um, I've got to have a race on the calendar that I'm training for. So I can see how upsetting it is when that race then gets canceled. Oh, exactly. I think another thing that we can do during this time to help cope well is to limit your time on social media if it's increasing your anxiety. And I would also say maybe limit the amount of news and media that you consume in general. I would say news primarily for me because on social media, there's a lot of runners that you know I'm friends with or that I follow. And a lot of them have really wise things to say and they're still out there getting it done and they're just coping with this. And that's encouraging. But yeah, when you turn on the news, it's like the sky is falling. <laughs> it's like 24 hours of bad news <laughs> and, and just reiterating the same things over and over. So it's important to take the precautions that you feel are important, but then also try to build in positive moments to your day. This is really an important time to keep that positive self-care going. Things like getting good sleep, meditation, good nutrition, and continued exercise are really important for your body and for your mental health. And this can be a great time to read books about running and fitness, listen to motivating podcasts, and just to take time to work on your mental fitness in general. It's also important to remember that running is a boost to your physical and mental health, so it's good for your immune system. Mild to moderate effort running helps stimulate the immune system by circulating white blood cells that fight bacteria, viruses, and other infections, and it can also reduce the rates of stress hormone release. So going for a run can be one of the best things you can do for your health. I feel like I'm my best self when I'm staying on track with my running and fitness. It's something that helps me to be more resilient physically, mentally, and emotionally. And I'm sure that's true for many of our listeners out there. So the best thing to do to cope with a canceled run is go for a run. (laughs) That's right. 
Angie, you mentioned the immune system a moment ago. This would probably be a great time to talk about another way to boost one's immune system. See how, see how easily I'm sliding into this? Oh, you are smooth. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about our friends at Athletic Greens. Big thanks to them for sponsoring this episode. Angie, what can you tell us about Athletic Greens? Yes, I'm so thankful for Athletic Greens. Um, it's something that I take first thing in the morning, and I think it's just the perfect way to keep my health on track, to boost my immune system, and to cover all my nutritional bases. Athletic Greens is an ultimate daily all-in-one health drink. It has 75 proven vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients, and it makes it really easy for you to get comprehensive nutrition without the need for taking multiple pills, powders, or having some kind of complex routine. It's the most complete supplement for a better you. That's right. It has prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes, adaptogens, superfoods, gives you this complete and convenient nutrition to support your energy, your immunity, your gut health, and healthy aging. And you can get a deal as a listener to the podcast. If you go to athleticgreens.com forward slash MTA, you can get 20 free travel packs valued at $79 along with your first purchase. That's athleticgreens.com forward slash MTA. So we're talking about how to stay motivated uh, when your race gets canceled. What else can we tell folks? It's important to keep in the rhythm of your normal training cycle. You can maintain your baseline fitness by running the normal number of days per week that you would if you were training for something and keeping your cross training on point as well until you have a new goal to focus on. Even though you may not need to be doing a set number of long runs right now because maybe you don't know what your next race will be, it doesn't mean that you should let your fitness slide. Yeah, that's an important point. Okay, so so let's say someone was training for Boston or for the London Marathon at the time of this recording. It should have been about a month away from now. Now it's postponed until the fall. Do they just sort of let themselves go back down to no training and then ramp back up again or sort of just maintain where they are? I guess it's kind of hard to know everyone's individual situation, but are there any general tips about that? Yeah, I would say definitely keep up your running base if you have a race on the calendar or not. Um, that's going to look a little bit different for everyone, depending on what kind of race they're training for and their previous level of fitness. But keep in that rhythm of running those normal, you know, if you run three days a week, stay in that rhythm of running three days per week. If you run five days a week, keep in that rhythm of running five days a week. Um, I think it's just really important to maintain that baseline fitness. You know, keep doing your strength training and core work or the yoga or the cycling or whatever else you do because your body is used to that. It's relying on that for resilience, for strength, for coping. And it's going to be really important just to keep that going as you decide what your next step is. Maybe you decide that if Boston or London is your next race, that you're not going to do anything else. Maybe you'll decide to throw in a race during the summer or the late spring. This fall is going to be huge in terms of races. Yeah, it's like within the space of a few weeks, there's going to be Boston and London and Chicago, Chicago, probably Berlin. Yeah, Berlin for sure. Then New York City, you know, Big Sur may be in there somewhere. There's just a lot of races that are rescheduling for fall. So it's September and October already huge as far as normal fall marathon. So it's going to get crazy for sure. And so, yeah, you're going to have to make intelligent decisions about what your A goal is going to be and what maybe some supporting races that you're going to do. But I think it's just really important to stay in that normal training cycle until you readjust your training and tell you focus on a future race or a future goal. So speaking of how to adjust one's training, we got a question from Kim. She says, 
Are you guys going to talk about what to do in terms of training when a marathon is postponed one or two months later? Should we simply go back one or two months earlier in our training plan? Should we take a few days off? Should we maintain current mileage every week until we're back on our training schedule? Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Yeah, that's a great question or a series of questions, Kim, because it can be challenging to know how to readjust your training when your marathon or race is not going to happen on the specific date that you've been gearing up for. So the first thing I would say about how to adjust your training is to keep the normal number of running days per week. So you run three days a week or you run four days a week. Staying in that consistent rhythm is very important, especially during times of uncertainty. And the same goes for things like your strength training. Even if you can't go to the gym, you can look for workouts online that you can do at home. There's a lot of great core and body work exercises that you can be doing, even if you don't have weights or machines. So that's kind of the basics. Stay in your normal routine with your exercise. Now, if your marathon has been postponed two plus months in the future, or if it's been canceled, there's really no need to keep doing super long runs, like maybe 16 miles plus, unless you want to continue doing them. If you choose not to do the virtual option, or let's say that your race has been canceled out several months in the future, then I really advise that you just keep your normal running base going. And that's going to look like maybe three to six miles for your shorter weekly runs, and then keep your long runs in the range of like 8 to 14 miles. Just kind of alternate um, in that range. If you do that, you'll be able to keep your fitness level, and then you'll be able to jump into a marathon training plan really easily. If you find one after the social distancing is over, or if your race has been postponed at some point in the future, then you can just jump into a training plan that number of weeks out from the race date. So it kind of depends. At at this point, you know, a lot of races, we don't really know when they're going to be. Some races like Boston and London have a postponement date for the fall. And so you can really plan when you need to start your training plan. If your race is three to four months down the road and you really like having the structure of the training plan, then jump three to four months back earlier Obviously, you've already done that mileage, you've already done that base, but it's not going to hurt you to go back and just reinforce and build further fitness. So you can really look at it as an advantage. You're going to go into your race stronger and fitter, but you don't necessarily, if you're not planning on doing the virtual option of your race and your race is several months down the road, you don't really need to be doing those 18 and 20 milers unless you want to. I think we need to realize that your fitness level is not a waste. It's really disappointing that we can't do these races, but the physical and mental strength that you've built is a great resource during a time of stress. If you stay focused, the extra weeks and months of training is only going to be a benefit to you and your running goals, not to mention hopefully keep us a lot saner and happier. (laughs) So Angie, your next marathon is the Pittsburgh Marathon in May, which who knows could get canceled. They haven't announced anything, but if it does, what's your game plan going to be? I don't know. My my sister and I are signed up to do the marathon there, so I'm not sure. I guess at this point, I'm just planning on continuing training like it's going to happen, but I don't know. It, it'll just depend. <laughs> run it as part of the social distancing run of 2020. That's right. Yeah. Hosted by MTA. But would you then sort of regroup and look for a marathon in the summer and kind of maintain your fitness level, boom, until June or July? Yeah, I I mean, for the last 10 years 
plus that I've been doing marathons, other than the points where I had a baby and I had to build back my fitness, I really have not gotten out of marathon shape. I've always kept that running base really solid so that if I want to do a marathon in four to six to eight weeks, it's fairly easy for me to jump back into the longer runs and then do a taper and do the race. So if you keep yourself in marathon shape by keeping that strong fitness base, your running base, your strength training base, it's a lot easier to sign up for a last minute marathon or be ready for a race as opposed to having to start from zero again and letting yourself get out of shape. And if you are just anxious to take the fitness that you've built and do a race, we are going to tell you about a virtual race that you can do hosted by yours truly, MTA. We'll get to that in just a minute. Angie has one more point here to share with you guys about how to stay motivated. Yeah, I think it's important to take the time to readjust your mindset and your training and focus on a future race and future goals. And maybe look at it as a positive thing. It can be actually be good to have extra weeks in your training cycle. It's just a chance to get that much more fit. Um, This can be an opportunity to go into your next race even more prepared. If your race has been moved weeks or months into the future, it's not like you need to keep doing 20 milers every weekend, but you can restart a training plan the appropriate number of weeks out if you maintain that solid running base. I like what Marianne said on Facebook. She says, I continue to train for the race, even though it might not happen, and I'm going to readjust along the way as needed. My April race has been canceled now, so I'm training for one in May. I prefer to work towards something, so I think and hope that this will work for me. So, you know, there's no there's no rush to find a new race, to find a new goal. You know, take the time to think and, and find one that you really want to do. But in the meantime, there could be some great ways to stay motivated. Maybe it's doing virtual races or smaller, more local races, or just taking time to fill in the cracks of your training. You know, maybe you realize that hills are a weakness for you, and you were training for the Big Sur Marathon, and that's been postponed. Okay, this is a time that you can really dial in your hill training so you can go and conquer those crazy hills and really enjoy the views at Big Sur. Or maybe this is a time you realize, like, ooh, I've got a niggle that... I really should be taking care of. So you can like, you know, back off the intensity of your training and really rehab that area. Refocus on your strength training, your core training. This can be a good opportunity to be a stronger runner. Perfect. And I think this can be a great time to really connect more with a supportive running community. If you're social distancing right now, that virtual online running community can be there for you. And we just have some great positivity going on in the academy right now. In fact, Selena recently posted this. She says, hey, guys, let's get through this time with some lightheartedness. How about listing out some positives of races postponing or canceling? So I thought I'd read some of these these positives that people came up with. Let's do it. All right. Cindy says, I'll be home now more since my company is suspended travel, so I get to do more runs. Selena says, I get to try more exciting new shoes for my future race. Kevin says, the best positive I can think of is if my marathon gets postponed, I can train for a beer mile for the next few months. <laughs> for the next few months. <laughs> yeah. Cleo says, I don't have to get up early for a race. Hey, I like that. Dan says, more time to rehab my bunion slash metatarsalgia slash bursitis. Maybe run like a human again without putting on too many miles. That's actually really practical. Beck says, I've had a rough training cycle and I'm out of shape. Now I can blame the fact that I won't qualify for Boston this spring on COVID-19 and not my pathetic fitness. 
That's right. Take the opportunity. <laughs> Nuala says, so much better a cancellation than an injury. That's true. John says, I mean, it's kind of nice to enjoy a good drink this fine Friday evening, in my case, scotch, which I would never do if I had a race tomorrow. Cheers. I like a good scotch for sure. Kathleen says, we will all appreciate races so much more now. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Eli says, one of the few things we can do is be outside and run. We will all be epically trained for fall PRs. Nice use of the word epically, <laughs> Eli. Whitney says, one of my favorite very hilly and challenging half marathons in Tennessee is usually the first weekend of April, but has been postponed to October. Last year, it was unbelievably hot and smelled like fresh cow poop on some of the country roads. This year, it will be cool with fall foliage. Yeah, that's looking at the bright side. <laughs> that's right. Ariane says, creating my own route and then celebrating anyway. These cancellations didn't take away my ability to or my love for the run. Andrea also says, I'm excited to get back onto the trails. I was training for a road race and I have been missing the dirt. Yeah, I love it. These folks are just like taking the disappointment and just channeling it back into their running, focusing on gratitude and just how much running has to offer us, even if we can't get to these races right now. Yeah, that's right. So most of you probably know that we do a virtual half marathon every year in November. We've done it three years in a row. It's called the MTA Virtual Half. And as far as we know, we were still planning on doing that this year. You know, November's a long ways away, so I haven't thought about it too much. But since all these races have been canceling, we've had a lot of people message us or email us saying, hey, you should do a virtual race uh, this spring for all of us whose races are canceled. So the last couple days, I've been scrambling to see if we can put this together, talking to a company that makes medals, getting a design. Of course, when I get a medal made, you know, it has to be an awesome medal. <laughs> this is a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do no chintzy little cereal box medal like this. <laughs> this, this medal is going to be unique. So first thing I needed to do was figure out what to call this race. And at first I thought, let's call it the revenge run, because I don't know, we're getting revenge against the virus. I don't know what I was thinking. But then someone said, how about resilient run or redemption run? So I had these other ideas and I took a poll inside our private Facebook group for members. And the number one, by far, most popular name for the race was the social distancing run with social distancing in quotes because it's a pun, right? Social distancing distance run. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was overwhelmingly the most popular name. So we have to have to thank our community for coming up with that one. I love it. The social distancing distance run. It's a perfect run for introverts, Angie. <laughs> That's right. My favorite, I think, and contributed by Craig was, I was never very social to begin with run. <laughs> That's the introverts run. Yeah, here are some of the other ones that people voted on. Don't Stop Me Now Run with background music by Queen. <laughs> the MTA Epic Non-Cancellation Virtual Run. Nice. <laughs> Abundance of Caution Run. The Viral Miles Run. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> MTA Corona instead of Corona. Corona. Yeah, very creative by Emily. Or here's one by Rachel. It's not just a beer anymore run. <laughs> This is going to be a virtual event. It's going to be free for anyone that wants to participate. Of course, if you want to get a medal, it, there's a registration cost. But if you want to you know, register for free, download like a PDF for a bib for yourself. So if, as many people as we can get together to do this, there'll be different levels depending on what you want to get exactly. for your swag. And the rules are you can run any distance 5K and up. If you want to run a whole marathon because your marathon was postponed and you're just 
trained up for that and you want to go 26.2, do it. If you want to do a half marathon, that's probably what I'll do. Then do that. If you just want to run a 5K or a 10K or 15K, it doesn't matter. Uh, We're not going to specify what distance, just whatever you feel in the spirit to run. And we're going to have a private Facebook group for everyone that signs up, whether you have a free registration or you have the basic registration, which includes the medal and a training plan. Everyone uh, will be in this group. And as far as I know, you can't get coronavirus through Facebook. So it's all good. That's right. And even if you're not on Facebook, you can participate. Yes, exactly. To learn more. And to sign up, go over to marathontrainingacademy.com forward slash social. Our website, forward slash social, you'll see the registration page, see more details. And the medal that we're having designed, I was soliciting ideas for the medal, and I, I didn't know to go with a serious look or sort of a respectfully humorous look for it. And one of our members, Marianne, she says, these are crazy times, and though the reason for many race cancellations is serious... I feel the medal should be funny and optimistic and reflect how to get the best out of an absolutely crazy and unpredictable time. Yeah, I like that perspective. So I think that's what we achieved. Go over to marathontrainingacademy.com forward slash social to see what it looks like. Registration's open right now. And in lieu of the race that you were supposed to run, now you'll have this medal in honor of your unrun race. And as a souvenir for how crazy this year got. (laughs) For sure. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for being a listener. If we can answer any questions for you or help you in your running journey, please reach out. We have a contact form on our website. You can also reach us through our Facebook page or Instagram. We're at Marathon Academy. We hope this episode was a help. You guys are awesome. Stay positive. Keep taking action in your goals. And remember, you have what it takes to run a marathon and change your life. Run